You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Rapid React post-game 49ers dominating the Las Vegas Raiders in the preseason finale 34 to 10. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you to go through this game, our takeaways, who impressed us, who did not, maybe some guys that solidified or lost their opportunity to make the 49ers 53-man roster, and we'll give out our game balls from this one later on in this episode. But first, I want to tell you guys about the Locked On NFL season preview. Every team and every division, with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th, it starts Monday, August 30th through September 8th on its own channel. So wherever you find podcasts, go look for Locked On NFL on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Seen a lot of questions out there already on Twitter, at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker. We'll get to some of those tomorrow and whatever else we have, because I'm sure we both have a ton of notes that we won't be able to get to on today's program. So we will continue through the week looking back at this game, looking ahead to the Detroit Lions now and all that's going on with the 49ers, including cut down day this Tuesday. What were your thoughts about the game? What do you think heading into the 2021 season, Croc? We finally got to see a little bit of this two-quarterback system that we've heard about in practice. What'd you think? It was kind of fun, and it kind of worked. I don't I don't really know what to think about it. It's If they do it like they did it in this preseason game and like they've done it in practice throughout the regular season, this is going to be just an ins- even more insane team to watch this season. I think the 49ers are already going to be one of the more interesting teams in the NFL. Yeah, from the team perspective, you know, I love it. It t- keeps teams off balance. I think it definitely helps in the run game. Even if, even if you know they're running, like just how it holds guys on the edge and creates holes from the running backs, and then obviously Trey Lance has the option to keep it. I think all those things are excellent. The things, the thing that I did not like about it was Trey Lance threw a bad pass on that first drive and did not throw another pass again for however long. So, and that was, I think his next actual pass came when he was in to be the quarterback. So that's been my issue with it all along where, hey, what if there's a bad pass from Trey Lance? And does he just not get the opportunity to like overcome that or, you know, an opportunity to get in the rhythm as a passer? Like, aren't we supposed to be working on building him as a more consistent passer? And you're not doing it, doing it that way. So that, that would be my only issue with it. But aside from that, from the team perspective of it, I love it. And I think it's definitely going to be something extremely difficult for teams to get a read on how the 49ers are doing, it, especially with Trey Lance having the ability to throw the ball as well. And it did allow the 49ers to really run the heck out of the ball. The 49ers, partly because they were going against the twos and the threes and the fours on the Raiders, who didn't bring their starters to Santa Clara for the most part. 49ers dominated the line of scrimmage really the entire game, and it started early with that two QB system, and it continued throughout the game. And I think that's more – the like Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to show his hand, and I'm almost surprised he finally let Trey Lance carry the ball in the end zone on that one zone read, right? Like it sounds – it seems like he doesn't want to let him – run the ball. I think that's, I don't know if it's been like strictly mandated or like, look, dude, just, just hand it off. We're, don't, you don't need to run it. You don't need to get hit right now in the preseason. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, didn't care about getting hit. Put his head down a couple of times. He had the QB sneak and then found his way into the end zone on one. And 
to be honest, I think the the big takeaway for me with the two quarterback system was that it added a little giddy up to Jimmy Garoppolo's step. Like I thought it helped Jimmy, which is where you would have thought it would hurt Jimmy and help Trey Lance doing this. I, I thought it kind of helped Garoppolo, and it almost felt like a fast break offense, like a like a basketball offense. I I tweeted during the game, is this the 2021 49ers or the 2015 Warriors? You know, I just felt like sort of an up-tempo thing where it, it really keeps the defense off balance and it, and it kept a, an odd, like, rhythm and excitement. And I feel like everybody on offense had a little jump to this step. Maybe it's just because it's brand new and everyone's like, oh, what is this thing that we're watching? This is a lot of fun. But um, it, it seemed like it helped in some kind of way with the 49ers offense, changing up the quarterbacks like that. So we'll see. Maybe it's going to work. Maybe they'll... And, and I don't know if they're going to really switch it up that much do you think Trey Lance plays that much and switches out that often with Jimmy G or is it going to be one play here or there because he would come in for multiple plays yeah I think it's just going to be feel for how the game is going and how much they want to utilize it so some games you might see it more than others I do think in the red zone they might make it you know something where they do it a little bit more than anywhere else on the field especially since Trey Lance has been good with decision-making in the red zone and generating points and doing things like that. So uh, I, I do think it's something that we'll, we'll see a lot, but definitely depends on game flow. Jimmy Garoppolo finished the day four of seven passing 64 yards. He had uh, a quarterback sneak and he had the rushing touchdown. So getting it done with his legs as well, showing off his dual threat ability. Trey Lance, Two weeks in a row. Two th- weeks in a row. That's I mean, right. We had the first down run last week. And then this one for a touchdown. Don't sleep on Jimmy G, the athlete. And Trey Lance finished the day. And I think this is misleading because Trey Lance, I think, played better than what his stat line looks like. But 6 of 13 passing. So sub 50% passing. 46 yards through the air. Only 3.5 average. I think this is the first game that Jimmy G's average was higher than Trey Lance's average throwing the ball. Average uh, yards per attempt. And then... Lance had his own rushing touchdown. He carried the ball uh, six times for only eight yards, which is interesting in the touchdown. So, uh, we well, got to because see. remember those like a couple of bad uh, handoffs. Oh, right. So he had the fumble where he kind of flipped the ball up to himself, trying to he's like missed the missed the snap and then couldn't hand it off. The, the and snap was like low, and then he yeah. like tried to bring it up, then it like popped up, and then the other one where Mitchell w- went the wrong way mm-hmm. on the read. Yeah, and then he just was kind of scrambling, so that happened a couple of times. So. I think that contributed to his uh, negative yards. Right, rushing. yeah, because he had m- negative yards on multiple plays. And there was another one where he kind of like strung the play out and didn't want to let go of the ball and ended up getting sort of sacked or he kind of ended up scrambling late and didn't really gain any yards on that one either. So um, that was Trey Lance's day. But really the big story is the two-quarterback system. Uh, what do you think? So you uh, just from what you've seen, and if, if you had to guess what – Kyle Shanahan is doing or even not even trying to get into Kyle Shanahan's head because I know that's difficult what do you think is the best way to utilize this two-quarterback system do you think you bring in Trey Lance in the middle of series like that for like multiple plays do you bring him in for one quick play bring him right back out because if they are going to be doing this they do have to practice it so I I think you know and Shanahan's not showing his hand too much because I don't think he showed a lot of what the 49ers are going to end up doing. They, I mean, as a defensive coordinator, you know that when Lance is in the game, you're going to run some zone read stuff. So I don't think that should be surprising to anybody. But the 49ers need to practice this because Shanahan can't bust this out week one all of a sudden and nobody knew it was coming and then they're screwing it up and delay of games and calling timeouts and that would just look terrible. So they got to practice this kind of thing. Or do you think Shanahan is just 
putting this out there. So teams in the NFC West are like, crap, we got to we got to prepare for this, even though Shanahan's not really going to do it that much. And especially those Detroit Lions are like, uh-oh, this is going to be crazy. And then they're preparing for something that the 49ers aren't going to do. No, I think they're going to do it. I mean, and it's like, how can you not do it? Again, even from the, you know, from the quarterback's perspective, you know, it's one thing and, and just, okay, got Trey Lance coming in, whatever. But what it does in the run game, like that, that's the thing, like I said when we first came on, holding the guys on the edge and is generating these gaping holes – now, teams are going to scheme, and they're going to try to defend it the best way they can. But we've all seen how much just quarterbacks, the, the fact that a quarterback can run, and now you're playing 11-on-11, 11 11, what that does to a defense. So at the end of the day, like, just that aspect of it, like, that makes it so you have to see it. Like, they're going to use it. 49ers ran it 48 times for 242 yards in that game, an average of five yards per carry for all the number of ball carriers in that game we'll talk a little bit more about some more individual players running the ball catching the ball playing defense and some game balls to give away as well coming up on this episode of locked on 49ers north one is better banking for small business owners serving small business owners is all they do north one allows you to manage your money from anywhere whether you're at home or on the go everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips never step foot in a bank branch Again, in addition to the features you'd expect, like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. North One integrates with accounting software you already use, saving you hours of manual bookkeeping. And with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes, and more. With North One, you'll never pay overdraft or NSF fees again saving you hundreds of dollars per month to get started visit apply.northone.com slash locked that's apply.northone.com slash locked apply.northone.com slash locked north one business banking made for america it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning back to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start this 2021 season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at bet online head to the website use your mobile device sign up today and receive your 100 percent welcome bonus be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing up and using promo code nfl 100 from football to basketball, boxing, and your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Croc, a big storyline for this game was Jalen Hurd seeing the actual football field, getting out there and playing a little bit. He took a jet sweep for, you know, wasn't super successful, a couple yards. Uh, he ended up with four catches for 25 yards. He did have a drop. Um, what did you? What was your takeaway from Jalen Hurd? Did Jalen Hurd impress you enough to where you would project him to make the fifty-three man roster? So he had another one. I don't know if you would consider it a drop, but that deep ball—it was kind of deep or whatever. 
uh, it went right over the defense back's hands and it kind of went in his hands and he just kind of dropped it. Mm -hmm. So he had that one. He had the one that was low over the middle, which when I saw it, I was like, oh, he's trying to get him out of, out of harm's way. Because if you keep him up, he just runs into three guys. They just sandwich him. So I thought that was actually probably one of the Trey Lance's better passes of the other day. Getting got low, away, out of trouble. But aside from that, I mean, it was great to see him utilize. Like you said, four catches. He also had a handoff, I believe. And I mean, we're talking about guys first live action in two years you know so like i'm not going to be too hard on him now does he make the roster if you go off of what john lynch said i think you expect him to be there if he doesn't have any you know knee soreness or any setbacks or anything come tomorrow i think he's going to be on the roster couple of notes for me with jalen hurd was First of all, he's skinny, and we, we kind of noticed that in, in training camp. He's definitely slimmed down from what he was as a rookie since the last time we saw him, which was preseason week four, 2019. So it's been two full years since we've seen Jalen Hurd playing football. I don't know if that explosiveness is still there. It's not at the level it was for sure. Is, is he explosive enough still to do the things they want him to do? Uh, I, he looks somewhat dynamic as a rookie. He's like, okay, this guy's got something at 6'5", 230, and he's got this short area explosiveness, and he moves like a running back except he's 6'5". He's lighter and I think not as quick now. So I don't know if that if he's got the dynamic level where you're like, with all the injuries, with how little he's played, he's not going to help you out on special teams. Is it worth carrying him? Do you think he's got that upside still that he wants possessed? Yeah, I think it's worth keeping him because I don't think that 49ers, the other receivers gave the 49ers a reason to cut Jalen Hurd, mm. right? So, you know, did Travis Benjamin do enough to be like, you know what, you should cut Jalen Hurd for me or Nisimba Webster or Richie James, who, I mean, obviously he's not in this conversation, or uh, River Craycraft, right? Like, did they do enough to say, we, have, we just can't keep you Jalen Hurd? And I don't think so. So from that standpoint, I think you can keep him. I think you can see what happens. I think, you know, or you can keep him and see who clears waivers, who doesn't, what other guys on other teams get released. And maybe he initially makes a 53. And then after you see, like, you know what, we'd rather have this receiver who can actually return as well. And, yeah, now we can let a guy like Jalen Hurd go. But I, I think it was more so of the guys just not, doing enough to be like, yeah, you can't have, you got to keep them or you got to cut them. Excuse me. I don't think Hurd is battling with Webster and Benjamin. Benjamin, by the way, left the game concussed at, at one point and was in concussion protocol. Uh, Simba Webster didn't get a lot of action. Uh, he fair caught a punt that I saw. I didn't really see much else from him. I don't have any they threw a slant to him, but it was incomplete. I okay. mean, it was, it was like tight coverage. Okay. Um, Juwan Jennings had a drop on a red zone attempt that was like a bullet and sort of wobbly. <laughs> like that was kind of a tough one, but you still got to catch it. It was one of those uh, Trey Lance specials that we've seen where we talked about, okay, dial back to fastball maybe a little bit. Um, that uh, that one looked difficult because on when they, especially when they showed the slow motion of it, when it was just wobbly and it's a bullet pass in such close quarters, that's tough. But uh, it did go right through his hands. He ended up ca catching a, a deep crosser later from, it was a, like a rocket, even more of a rocket. That was probably the hardest yeah. throw I've seen from all Trey hands Lance. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hands. So to me, it's Jennings, Hurd, Sanu. Because there's like redundancy there with those guys. Uh, 
And I don't think you keep all three and maybe only keep one of the three. Maybe well, if I have to let one of those go out of the three, it's Sanu. Mm-hmm. I saw nothing that says you have to keep. Me. Yeah. And he's maybe got a little bit more juice than he had last year with the 49ers, but he's still, I mean, he's never been a fast player. He's got some sluggishness. It's pro like, and to your point, it's like, it's worth seeing where Hurd is at and then cutting Sanu because his potentially guaranteed veteran contract anyway. I think that's probably the way the 49ers would go. And if I had to guess, it would be Hurd and Jennings that would make the roster over Sanu. And if you end up needing Sanu, you can sign him back after week one, after the cuts. So at Did this you point, see the think- slot fade? Did you see that slot fade to Sanu and how the, the, the defensive back just ran in front of him? <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, gosh, that's so damn close. Yeah, to, to the left corner, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was really actually. I think that was the play when I wrote my notes. It's like, yeah, Sanu's still pretty sluggish out there, and um, he doesn't give you much on the outside. So he's, I don't think he's one of the top three wide receivers. You need a return guy, so he doesn't really beat out Benjamin and Simba Webster, whoever you know, because Richie James, if you haven't heard, sad day that he is now gone. He got hurt, uh, and he's going to miss at least six weeks. I, I, I have. A, I have a feeling the 49ers might end up bringing Richie James back when he's healthy, but they uh, they waved injured Richie James, brought in River Craycraft. I don't think Craycraft's going to make the team. So to me, they're going to keep one of the returners unless, hold on, what about the 45-yard kick return from Elijah Mitchell? How about Mitchell makes the team as your kickoff returner? And take away a receiver. Right, and Brandon Ayuk returns punts. So you don't need that return-only receiver. I don't know if you want Ayuk being your full-time punt returner. Well, who returns punts if it's not Ayuk? you got to keep one of those receivers then. I don't know. They tried to find guys. I mean, even they had Ambry Thomas back there returning kicks today, and it was like, it wasn't bad, but he looked a little herky-jerky a little bit. They could go to the waiver wire for that position as well if they like somebody better than Benjamin and Webster. But I still got to project right now one of Webster or Benjamin makes it. And at this point, I think I would lean toward Webster. because. So knew you're out, though. Uh, right now, I think in all likelihood, wide receiver one, two, three set locked up. It's Ayuk, Debo, and Sherfield. Sherfield, and, and I think Sherfield. If there was the, no like this whole Sherfield thing, then I think Sanu would be a lot. But the fact that right. Sherfield has come in and been whatever you need him to be, I think that's what makes you be able to be like, you know what, right. we can let Sanu go. And Sherfield's- whereas he was supposed to be that that insurance guy, that guy you you know he knows what he's supposed to be doing, that veteran, and he at least gives you consistency because after Debo and Ayuk, like who, where was you, where were you gonna get it from? But it seems like now it's like now nah, you're getting it from Sherfield, and he gives you more than what uh, Sanu can give you just from an ability standpoint. Absolutely, yeah, he's got a more varied skill set than Sanu has, especially when you consider Hurd and Jennings. So the last three, if you keep in six wide receivers, then the last three, three, I would take Hurd and Jennings over Sanu. And I might only take just Jennings at that point um, if you don't believe in her ability to stay healthy and you could save a couple of dollars of cap space because he was a third-round pick by cutting Hurd. Uh, and then one of the return guys, either Webster or Benjamin. And I'd probably lean toward Webster right now. I think see, So I think there's six right there, and I think you're good with that. So if you go Debo, Ayuk, Sherfield, Jennings, Hurd, Webster, Webster, that's six. Yeah, six. That's it. And, and and with her now, I mean, he can just be inactive, right? Like, because not all six guys are going to be active on game day. Right. 
my four guys active on game day, maybe five. But now, you know, there's just no rush to like you have him. You get to just watch him come along. If there's ever an injury, then he can come in. You can kind of utilize him and just build on it from there. The one reason I think Benjamin might make it over Webster is what you just said. If you only have four guys active on game day, you have the one, two, three, and you need the special teamers to be active, right? So would they trust Benjamin to be active as the fourth wide receiver over Webster and be the return guy? So maybe that would save Benjamin's job. But he's the veteran, and I think like we mentioned with Sanu, they could cut him. He won't have a guaranteed contract, and they could keep Webster if they like what he can do on offense. The fourth wide receiver if they only suit four on game days sometimes. But then now you don't have the big slot guy at all. So why keep any of them if you're not even suiting them up? (laughs) Right. I think I think I think Jalen Hurd lives on. I think they keep Hurd and Jennings. Yeah, I can't argue with it. Sanu gone. Sanu gone. Benjamin gone or Webster gone? Whoa. Concussion. I, I think I think somebody needed to show something, and neither one of them did. And I think Ty goes to Benjamin was concussed and has a bigger salary, so. Ty goes to Simba Webster. Yeah. All right. There we go. There's our six, guys. That was tough. There's our six. I was just on nothing but Niners YouTube, and I gave like a completely different six. So did you? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I for sure had Sanu, and I don't. I don't know who else. I don't know. But but there's our six. We hadn't seen Hurd yet. We hadn't seen Hurd. I'm still not convinced that Hurd did enough. Like, and here's I think he did enough. That that, I mean, like you know, because. He was productive. Like, he touched the ball five times. You know, other things is like, can this get better with him just playing yeah, more? I mean, okay. we're talking about his first live action in two years. He touched the ball five times. Right, but he didn't really do anything with those touches. Like, you could get, we could give it, you could get River Craycraft five touches if you just called his number and handed him the ball. Could River Craycraft get two yards on a jet sweep? I think he did take a jet sweep, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But River Cravecraft isn't 6'5", 220 pounds, and giving you something <laughs> that you could build on. Again, this is like this is his first live action. Like, there's more to it. There's more to what he is and what he can be. But right now, it's just like, can you just be on the field? Okay, you are. Can you be a little productive? Okay, you can. Okay, now we can build on that as long as you can stay healthy by Monday. And yeah, we'll kind of like, yeah, I get what you're saying. He he doesn't really suit up for a while. Kind of stash him as he continues to come back from his ACL. Maybe he gets some more of that explosive back, the explosiveness back. Maybe there's just a little bit there. And so you give Jalen Hurd the nod. But to be honest with you, and I think this is the big overall point of the whole roster with the 49ers is, Aside from the top three guys, you're not really fighting for one of those guys. You're not like if they cut any of them, be like, eh, well, okay. You're not going to be feel like you're going to get burned by cutting Hurd. You're not going to get burned by cutting Sanu. You're not going to get burned by cutting Webster or Benjamin or Jennings, right? So maybe when waivers happen, maybe there's a wide receiver that's one of the six that we're not talking about right now that's on another roster currently. Maybe there's a trade in the works as well. And I think John Lynch sort of hinted that there might be a trade and they might be trading away from the strength on the interior defensive line. As we hypothesized on this program, Crocker, when we come back, let's give out some game balls, talk about that defense, talk about the line play and maybe a couple DBs next. All right, football fans, tell me if this sounds familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's Log in for some other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love 
without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And that would be the best part, except there's also no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone at Built.com. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. Uh, If you don't know, the Built Bar flavors... You're missing out because there's so many good ones. Peanut butter, my number one. You got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Those are the originals, but they are always rolling out specialty flavors. So go to built.com, buy yourself a box, mix your own box of built bars. Not only are those built bar flavors the best tasting protein bar out there, they are healthy. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs in every bar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. So I feel bad. I feel ageist in a way. All these guys are younger than I am. All these guys are younger than you, Croc, that we're talking about, too. They're the old guys that we're, we're trying to cut away from the 49ers roster. But I feel like it's going to happen at running back, too. I think Gallman's the one that's going to get cut there, just like Sanu, just like Benjamin. You cut that guaranteed veteran contract because Hasty, you can't cut Hasty. Dude was balling 9.2 yards per carry on his six, uh, six carries in this game. I, I love the burstiness he shows. You're not going to cut one of your rookie running backs. Mostert's healthy, so and you can't keep five. So Gallman's got to go. I'm, I'm, now, this kind of contradicts something we said earlier with Mitchell being able to, you know, return kicks. But if we're just talking about pure running back, I'm keeping Gallman over, over him. Now, I, not to say I didn't like the way that Mitchell ran, but Gallman, he was – I mean, he's elusive. He's shifty. He comes with some power. Like, I mean, he runs extremely well. I've kind of maintained my stance on him being the 49ers' best, like as far as him running the ball. He looks the best. Now, obviously, he got most of back in. I mean, he runs up tight, up high or whatever, but he's picking up a bunch of yards. But just Gallman, and he's not a guy that I was like, oh, no, they're not keeping Gallman. But when you watch him, I'm just like, man, this guy runs so good. His vision is good. Like, his patience, all that. I mean, it looks really good. I'm surprised because I was not thinking about keeping him at all. I was going with the guys like you said, the, the rookies, and I actually was letting Hasty go. But I really like Gallman. It's not that Gallman has played bad enough that he would get cut. It's just a numbers game. How about this? Do you would you rather keep a fifth running back and cut one of those six wide receivers? We've seen how many. I mean, we've seen it around the league already. Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins already gone for the year. Travis Atn's gone for the year. We've seen multiple 49ers running backs already banged up in camp. We've seen it in multiple seasons with the 49ers um, in their backfields. Uh, the attrition level at running back. Just have a couple of guys in sweatsuits ready to uh to fill in for the guys who 
are for sure going to get hurt this year? I'm keeping five total backs, and that's including use checks. Okay. So, so one's getting cut. I, I'm going with four guys. Now, and, and I just feel like Hasty, I don't know. I, I feel like, first of all, even if, I mean, you'd have to lose all your guys. And remember, we have Wilson in our back pocket. All right, we do have Jeff Wilson in our back pocket mm, coming yes. down the stretch. So, I don't know. I, I just feel like if I had to let one go, I'm probably going with Hasty. And that sucks because they look good, but that's the thing with running back. It's easy to get guys that look good, but the way that Gallman runs that rock, it's a little different. I thought it was extremely good. Wow, Crocs just going to toss away 9.2 yards per carry like nothing. Like one one carry was 30-something yards, but good. Touch, I mean, like, great, but I don't know, man. About, and you're probably right. They probably do veteran, and they let him go. Talking about Gallman. The, the problem with Hasty is the Rams are going to pick him up. He's going to run for 1,000 yards, right? Hasty's gonna get that. Hasty's gonna get picked up. Hurd, I don't know if Hurd's gonna do anything anywhere, even if the 49ers cut him. I don't know if Jenny's gonna do anything. I don't know if Sanu's gonna do anything. But I get the feeling like Hasty's gonna go somewhere who's thin at running back. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Like the Dolphins or the Rams. Or who knows the Seahawks. You said the Dolphins, because I was thinking of I was thinking of Breda. And yeah. I mean, that was a guy we were like, oh yeah, Breda, like he's gonna go somewhere and ball. And That's it's just true. like now he's bouncing around. Now he's a journeyman. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I look at running backs is like, it's plug and play. Replaceable. Yeah. No, I get it. I agree with you, but I think it's Gallman that gets cut. Just because he's the veteran and the salary and it's a numbers game. And if I'm not mistaken, Hasty always came in the game before Gallman in the preseason. Like that was the set pecking order, right? I feel like Gallman was kind of last. No, I think the first game Gallman was in first. I feel like I feel like Hasty came in late, but today Hasty, I saw him first. Yeah, and then the second game Hasty started, but then Gallman worked in in that first series too. We don't have much time to go into a lot of this. What about what are your thoughts on Trey Sermon? He's like, I was surprised he, he actually was good. No, he had five point three yards today. per carry, and I was kind of surprised. It was like, eh, he's just kind of a home home runner. He he ran good today. Now again, I think a lot of that and. You know, Gallman and Hasty didn't have the benefits of this, but a lot of it had to do with him being back there with with uh, uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, and Trey Lance, the the you know him, the threat of him keeping it on those read options, I think that opened up some holes for him. But I like the way he ran today. I, that was probably the best I've seen him just move and be elusive and find cutback lanes and run with some power. It looked good. You know, what looked really good was Raheem Mostert. I think he kind of reminded everybody, oh yeah, that's he's the one. Raheem Mostert's yeah. RB1, clearly. The defensive line, like I want to just, the defensive line and the offensive line, especially early in the game, were dominant up front against the Raiders. And again, the Raiders weren't bringing their starters, so I know all that, but I love seeing the lines play really well, and that's really where the 49ers dominated this, dominated this game from, from start to finish. So um, I think if we're starting up the... The game balls, I would give a game ball to the 49ers defensive line. Maybe defensive line even more so than the offensive line. But they both played yeah. well. So no, no I thought both dominated. Yeah, no individual awards there, but just want to shout them out because both lines did play really well. But when we do go to individual game balls, how about Jimmy G getting a game ball? Yeah. Yeah. Came out sharp, um, was dialed in, um, drove the ball down the field well. Use his legs to score a touchdown. And, you know, I, I think it was uh, one of the guys in the booth was just talking about 
how he's handled this whole situation as a pro. And it's like, I mean, he's making $26 million this year. Like, yeah, you better handle this like a pro. But just to see that, you know, that fire, that tenacity, I thought that, like, that slam, like, when he when he spiked that ball, I thought that was a big F you to a lot of people. And I like that. I like when a guy that's just like, nah, man, like, I'm fighting back. And, I, yeah, so I, yeah. I liked how he came out. He looked. He looked sharp. Threw the ball around. Drove the ball down the field. That was good. That, that was good, Jimmy. Ne- I'll, I'll give it to you. Next game ball, what do you think? I'm going with Trent Sherfield. He's a guy who, yeah, and we said three, three, three weeks in a row. Three for three. He's a guy that has been extremely consistent. We're talking about 49ers. Everybody's worried about that wide receiver three position, and all of a sudden it's this undrafted guy who played three years with Arizona did absolutely nothing and coming in, coming into 49ers looking like a wide receiver one. He looked good. I mean, he, he's catching the ball on the sidelines. He's made explosive plays. Uh, he caught that deep in route uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo in traffic, went up and got it. Like, what can he not do? I don't know. It's, it's kind of scary because, like, man, how good is this guy? But that's your wide receiver three for sure. And I think he's kind of just on the same level playing field as other guys. I feel like he could be just as productive as them. If the 49ers started Trent Sherfield, they, they would not be in trouble at wide receiver. That's And he, right. we've seen him play all three wide receiver positions. We've seen him play the X, the Y, or the X, the Z, and the F, the slot position. We've seen him play yeah. all three and, and play all three well so far in the preseason. He's got some speed. Love me some Trent Sherfield. I'm going to give a game ball to Jermichael Hasty. He went out in this game and, and earned a roster spot. I'm calling it. He is going to make the 49ers 53-man roster. Game ball to Jermichael Hasty. We already talked about him. and uh, Just looking decisive and finding cutback lanes and bursty and making the big run, making guys miss, seeing the hole, hitting it. Love it. Last game ball, our fourth and final game ball of the preseason week number three. Croc, who you got? I have drum roll, please. We are going with Marcel Harris. All right. And, and Marcel Harris, and, and again, this is not me uh saying that I studied the film or anything like that, but playing a new position, he's been in the box, you know, uh playing linebacker. And I think it definitely meshes well with who he was as a safety, and I thought he could get a little bit lost in space sometimes, but he had terrific man coverage ability. So the coverage skills are there. The athleticism there, him playing in the box against the run was really good. And now you get to see him, you know, just do his thing around the box, and he forced a fumble. And he's been that guy that has consistently forced fumbles, uh, takeaways, and all those things every time he steps on the field. So I thought he deserved a game ball. I like it. Marcel Harris, we haven't talked a lot about him, and he's kind of been – hidden with his new position change and I don't know if he's done enough to make the roster but yeah I like seeing him fly around a little bit it's like seeing Hufanga fly around a little bit uh there I've got some other notes about defensive backs we're out of time so I think that is definitely something we'll have to hit on tomorrow's program and maybe project a few other positions as cut down day is looming Tuesday the 49ers roster will go from 80 to 53 and we'll have it all covered for you right here locked on 49ers Jimmy area. 